Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today we've got another banger. We are going to be talking about LinkedIn. We're going to be talking about getting leads, the right leads, the avatar that you need to have in your Rolodex, in your CRM, that potential investor that's going to give you millions of dollars. Guys, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So hold on tight. You are not going to want to miss this episode. It is full of rich, juicy content. That's what we do each and every day, guys. Before we get to it, though, a word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Shelly Peterson, Corey's better half. My husband shares amazing stories of the good, bad, and ugly of apartment investing. And while many of you want to do this yourselves, we have found that a lot of you would like to invest alongside with us. If that is you, I want to invite you to get on a short webinar where we discuss our deal room and how you can be a part of our private investor club. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash webinar and register now. You won't be disappointed. Again, go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash webinar and we look forward to sharing our private deal room with you. All right, we're back. Listen, my good friend, Anthony Simone, just like get that money, right? He is here today as a guest, and I'm going to tell you, he's going to unlock your brain a little bit. So, Anthony, welcome to the show. Hey, of course. Great to be here, man. So, by the way, and just for everybody listening right now, I pay for Anthony's service, just so you know. I'm truly that upfront. I'm just going to tell you that I think you should too, right? And I don't normally try to sell stuff. In fact, I don't think I ever have. I don't think I've ever like promoted anything else except mine. So, Anthony, this is the first, even preconditioning it before we've even talked about it, because I know it works. I've already seen it work, and I believe in the system and the process. But, Anthony, if you can, share everybody a little bit about who you are and a little bit about yourself and your company. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say it's an honor to be here, an honor to even have you say that about me. So, thank you very much for that. Yeah, so I've been in this game since about 2008, right around that area. About, you know, everybody remembers that. It's kind of like they get shell-shocked and flashbacks, right, in the real estate market. And I happen to be in a business that benefited from the market being tanking at that time where we took care of REOs and it was a whole business opportunity. I started it actually doing the work and then turned that into an actual information product and sold that thousands and thousands of people that needed an income stream, right? Because everybody's losing their income. And so through that whole process, kind of the evolution from there to today was I had to learn all this stuff about marketing. I had to learn online marketing, offline marketing, how to talk to people in a way that's relational, how to figure out what their pain points are, and if I could even solve that pain point, right? So it's been a long journey, but I kind of joke about it because I say dog years are like seven years per year to human. And I think it's like at least that when you're in the online space, because things change so fast. But one thing that does not change is that if you want to have a successful business, you have to build relationships. You cannot shortcut that process. You can use technology, you can use AI, you can use all those great tools, but they'll never replace, at least as far as I'm concerned, in my humble opinion, I don't think they'll ever replace the human-to-human contact interaction. And so kind of jumped ahead there, Corey. So I live in Austin, Austin, Texas. 
I don't know if your listeners are they're watching this or just listening. Can we do them both? Okay. Let's say if you, you can, you see a picture of my family up on the wall behind me, but I've got two kids and they're both adopted. I'm a huge advocate for adoption, foster care. I do a lot of training and I take all the money that we make from those trainings and I'll put them into some charities that support those causes because they're really dear to my heart because I was adopted too and it changed my life. Same for my little ones. And I'm teaching them to be able to go on after I'm long ago on and do the same thing and create that ripple effect, if you will. But yeah, so we're in Austin. That's my wife, Jill. I don't know if they can see him, but I kid around a lot because I can't tell you how many times people say, hey, Anthony, do you realize you married up? And I'm like, yes, I realize this. <laughs> we all did, brother. Like anybody that's got anyone that's worth salt, they married up. But yeah, she puts up with me. She's a great support system. And I think it's hard for a lot of folks that don't have that support. They're entrepreneurs and they get into this world. And it's not always puppy dogs and rainbows, right? It's like you have challenges and you have bumps in the road, but you got to have a support system there to get you through those times. Yeah. So for us, you've been doing something very unique in a very unique space because I think most of my listeners are probably like me. We're in our later 40s, 50s, right? Or maybe there's some young ones in on this podcast listening right now, but... For a lot of us, Facebook has been our thing, right? We're active on Facebook. We do that. But I don't know if there's as many of us that are active on LinkedIn. So can we talk about what is LinkedIn and why should we really be paying attention to that platform in general? Yeah, there's a place for everything, right? There's a strategy and a place for everything. And we use Facebook sometimes. Yeah. But the reason why we always start with LinkedIn is because LinkedIn happens to be a place where everybody that's on the platform, when they're on the platform, they know they're there to do business, right? So you kind of strip that layer of, hey, we're just here to kind of take pictures of our food and share all of our personal stuff. While that's okay to sprinkle that in over on LinkedIn, the people on LinkedIn have that common understanding. So they're there to network, they're there to look for advice, insight, about business, making a decision on something that's related to money or business. And so you don't have that same sort of mindset that you have with prospects you might try to reach over on Facebook, right? Because then they're like, well, I'm on Facebook. I'm just kind of hanging out with my friends. <laughs> yeah. There's a great differentiator. It's like, that is the piece. So I don't use LinkedIn as much as I should. In fact, I'm starting to use it more now than I ever have just because I started to understand the power of it. Because as a real estate investor, a syndicator, and I'm talking primarily to syndicators here right now, and this is why you should be paying attention, is we have an avatar, right? We have an avatar of an investor, right? What does that investor look like, right? How do you find them and how do you kind of get them corralled? It's way easier, Anthony, that I'm finding is to do it through LinkedIn than through almost any other means that I know. Yeah. We can look at our commonalities, the liked interest as a business owner, Expand on that for us. Tell us why LinkedIn makes so much sense. Yeah, I think LinkedIn, they really set themselves up right. At least one of the things they did right from the beginning is they were more professional, right? They catered to professionals. They marketed to professionals to hang out on the platform. And so over time, now you've got a majority of the people on LinkedIn, they have a higher median income. They are executives, they're business owners, they're salespeople that make a lot of money. They're just people with money. The more affluent people, they're hanging out on LinkedIn. Facts. That's the hands down facts, right? And it's funny 
because corporate people in the corporate world, they're on LinkedIn. Like now I'm an entrepreneur, right? And so I feel like I'm a little weird, right? But I'm not on LinkedIn. I feel like that's how a lot of us entrepreneurs are. We're like, oh, but we've always been on Facebook. It's just friends and we get to know people. But there's this level of corporate people, corporate high income earners, busy professionals. And that's the whole world of people, by the way. They're on LinkedIn. That's their drive. That's their number one place where they go. It's the weirdest phenomenon too, because those same people, they're on Facebook too, but they're not in that frame of mind. And sometimes it's really hard. Like you think of a high powered CEO, people think, well, I've never been able to reach them successfully. You know, I've tried almost everything. And they're like, surely I won't be able to do any different on LinkedIn. And I'm like, well, that's actually completely false because for whatever reason, and I think it's just because of they know that they're there to do business just a different frame of mind that they're in. If you get linked up with them in the some type of category where you're in the same category with them, you get access because you're already there. Yeah. They think that's the right step. Take the call. They trust the platform too, Corey. Yeah. There's a certain level of trust that they have from the platform because it is, quote, professional. So what do you guys do in this space? This is just for the audience too. Like, what's your special sauce? So how do you take what that platform does and how do you help people like me? Yeah. So as you've seen over the past little while, it's really all about outreach and the way that you communicate with the folks over there on LinkedIn, it makes all the difference in the world. And over on LinkedIn, they've got this tool called Sales Navigator. If you don't have that tool, you should definitely sign up for it because Sales Navigator allows you to put a search criteria in for the types of folks that you want to target. So if you want to target attorneys or CPAs or dentists or chiropractors or whoever it might be. And the number of years they were in business, the number of employees that they have, you can do that through LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And what do you end up being able to do is build- Price to gold right there just went up, right? So anybody listening right now, that was a nugget, just drop, right? Sales Navigator, LinkedIn. Most of you guys don't have it, I promise you, but you should. And some people that have it, they're just not using it. (laughs) So you definitely want to be in there using it because it's the easiest way to go in and target these folks that you're looking for. If you're looking for people that can become LPs. Business owners that have 25 employees or more that like motorcycles or like there's interest hobbies that we like to do. You can find liked interest or I went to college at this. I went to school here. They went to school there and they're a doctor. There's ways to link it up, right? So I was talking to somebody the other day, they're African-American, they went to an African-American college. And so they're like, I wonder, can we target like just everybody that went to that college? I'm like, well, absolutely we can. (laughs) So he actually is able to target all alumni and even past classmates that went to that school and is a reputable school that he knows could be a really good fit for his program, his offering. Yeah. Wow. Now, when you really step back a minute and pull back from what you just said there, that's innately very, very powerful, right? But understanding that is just one aspect because you said another aspect is the engagement. How do you guys engage? And I think this is what you guys do that I think is very special. So can you talk about fostering those conversations? How do you get the conversations going? And a little bit more about what you guys have built. Yeah, absolutely. So the key is start with your sales navigator search, 
right? So decide who you want to target. And I know there's going to be people listening to this who are going to say, well, I want to target everybody. But it's better if you target one group at a time. So one group, meaning one segment, one target audience. So that could be your dentist, it could be your chiropractors, those types of things that you can kind of silo in Sales Navigator. And so once you have that list built, now you can reach out to those folks and invite them to connect with you. And this is one of the reasons why we optimized your profile first, Corey, because the first thing they're going to do when they receive that invitation is they're going to pop over to your profile and they're going to see what you're all about. So they pop over there and you have the LinkedIn default cover image, for example, they're going to be like, well, how serious is this guy? Right. (laughs) But if they see something, you have a nice like tagline, a quote or picture of your family or something like that, that begins that relationship. Yep. And one of the first things you guys did was like, hey, we got to redesign this. We got to make it, we got to spiff it up a little bit. And it was done very tastefully, very nice. Love it. And if you guys are interested, go to LinkedIn right now, search Corey Peterson. You'll find the work. Yeah. It's important. I think they should know that. They're basically, if I can give them just a couple of tips here for you, there are four main areas that you want to pay attention to. And so that would be your LinkedIn cover image, your actual profile photo. Make sure that, that photo looks like you now, not 20 years ago. Because <laughs> again, right, it's all about relationships. Can't be catfishing. <laughs> no catfishing here, right? But you know, really, I've had situations where I've heard stories where people would set a meeting at a coffee shop and they'd show up and they think the person wasn't there. It's because they didn't recognize them. They were there, right? So that's not how you want to start off a relationship. So you want to make sure it looks like you. And then you've got a little section underneath your name, and that's a headline section. And in that section, if you look at Corey, as you can see, it calls out his target audience, and it resonates with what they're looking for and also what Corey does. And so once you have those three things done, then you're looking at your about section, your about section also needs to be tight because that's where they're going to kind of get a, I was going to say sales pitch, but it's not really a sales pitch. It's a relational kind of introduction to what you can do for them and the problems that you solve and why they should consider you, but not from a braggadocious standpoint, but just, hey, it's relational. Here's a matter of fact, what we do, how we solve this, what you should look out for, that kind of thing. And so when they pop over to your profile, Corey, now they can say, yes, this is somebody I want to connect with hit the accept button. And then now you can have a conversation with them through the chat feature. And that's where a lot of the magic happens. Yeah, it's through the chat features. So this right here, this next step is the magic, right? It all works. It's really a combination of everything, right? But the first step is get your profile set up right. It's got to be right. From there, the next step is you're going to start going out there and trying to build your Am I saying build your audience? Am I saying that right? Yeah. So kind of go out and build a list of your ideal audience that you want to target, which is going to be through Sales Navigator. Through Sales Navigator. Now we're going to go start trying to have conversations with these people. Right. So now it's all about what's the next step? So if you're having a conversation with somebody, would you just immediately out of the gates, come out with like a four or five paragraph? This is how great I am. Do you think you want to hire me? Sort of a message. Don't even read it, right? You don't read that. Yeah. I would never read that. That's a bot. Or somebody is like, hey, if I send enough of these out, I'm going to get some percentage of people that are going to... Yeah, it's just a spam. I'm getting spammed like hell, right? Which is, it's becoming more and more of a problem from LinkedIn standpoint. But from my standpoint and the people that I help, we love it because now what we do stands out even more. Oh, without a doubt, right? Because like your guys' stuff is super like so... 
it's written in a way that we really talk and how we'd really write if you're just a real human being, right? Right. And it all makes sense. It's like these tiny hinges that you kind of bring together and they swing a big door, right? They all add up. It's a compounding effect for the relationship. Hey, would you like to learn more about Kahuna Investments in our deal room? Let's do virtual coffee. Book a 15-minute call with us so we can learn more about your investment goals and how Kahuna Investments can help. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee to book your call today. Again, that's kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee. Let's have some virtual coffee and get to know one another. Basically, you have conversations. You're asking the right kind of questions that you're getting and fundamentally some conversation, right? And then, because it's not like, go do this. Go. It's not like saying, you got to date first. You got to go on a little journey together, <laughs> right? Yep. Before you ask for the business. Right. It's funny. It's the rule of dating, right? Like, if you're going for the kiss right away, you're going to get smacked. Yeah. Right? So you've got to do a little courtship, and that courtship is really asking the right questions. Well, you know what? It's kind of like if you're selling a $27 widget, then okay, whatever. Do your numbers game, right? The more you try to kiss on that right away, right? you just know you're going to get so many after the temp lab. But when you're talking about this sort of an offering where people are talking about giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars... Each one of them matters, right? And it's relationship-based too. It's way different, right? It's a whole different setup. Absolutely. That's a perfect analogy because so many people and a lot of syndicators even, like I see it, like they're proposing marriage on the first date. What they're doing, they're saying, hey, I have this really sexy deal. And they think that the deal itself with the numbers is going to do the heavy lifting. And that's just part of it. Those people fall on their face more times than not, right? Because Raising private money is way more personal than it ever is a great sales pitch. It's almost never a sales pitch that works. It's only the relationships. You can have a great pitch deck and that will help. But if you don't have the relationships in front of that, it does not matter. Well, you're missing a huge piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah, you're just leaving so much on the table that it's not even funny. Well, and I can tell you right now, too, we see it all day long. There are tons of people with money to invest that are really worried about their money and where it is right now. So they're looking for the right people to place their money with who can bring insight, who can educate them, who can make them feel like they're not just a number or, hey, you know what? I got this sexy deal and I know all you care about is money. So that's all I'm going to talk about. It's not like that, right? It's all about building that relationship, like you said. And right now is a really great opportunity to be doing a lot of this stuff because we're going through a market cycle, right? So those who double down and they really work this thing and start building those relationships now, they're going to crush it. Like they're going to do well now, but they're going to also really crush it once we get out of this short. Yes, exactly. Yep, I agree. So the whole goal then is just to take these people from a profile LinkedIn and to get them in your database. And you do that eventually by one of the things I think you've done is just be able to set a small 15 minute, 20 minute, one-on-one call. Like, hey, let's get to know each other. Let's spend a little time, do a little chat. Yeah, that's another good point. I mean, there's a couple different ways, but that's one that we've done so far that's worked really well. Also, you can drive them to some other things as well, but you've been doing that for us. And I'm like, oh my God, I've had some really great conversations with just people that are like, yeah, I'm really interested. Let me know when you have something. Like, it was just a genuine conversation. Tell me what you do. All right, I understand what you do. Let me tell you what I do. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, I think I would love to opt into your system and see your deals when you have them. Like, I don't have anything now anyways. I didn't have anything to sell anyways. But they're like, yeah, I want to know about these types of things. 
Yeah. And that slight difference, what you're doing there, it's quite different from what a lot of people are doing. And, but you also realize that timing is a real thing. Not everybody's going to be ready for your thing right now. It's a long-term play anyways, right? So if you go too fast, sometimes it's better to say no than to say yes. Even if you had a deal that you could do and put them in right now, it's better to say, we don't have anything for you right now. Okay. But you're building that asset, right? Yeah. And you know as well as I do, it's not the building. It's not even the marketing, uh, what I call it marketing asset, but it's not really the asset. The asset is the people. Yes. Right? So if you're focusing on everything else, but you're forgetting about the fact that the biggest asset is the people, you're really missing it. Yep. And then those who do it well and have built the biggest list with it win. Absolutely. And that's it. We talked earlier about how LinkedIn has this certain level of trust that they've built up with all their members, particularly affluent types of people. And what we're doing is we're borrowing some of that trust from LinkedIn as we reach out in a very kind and relational way. We bring them through a certain process. We might give them something of value. We might bring them to a webinar, something that creates insight for them. Even if that insight comes from an actual phone call or a Zoom meeting like we're doing here, that's all valuable to them. And also to you, because as you do that, you're taking the trust from LinkedIn and you're piggybacking off that trust to get them into your database. And then for your database, you can do whatever you want to do to continue to communicate with them. And I suggest you absolutely do communicate with them because here's the other thing that people just for whatever reason, Corey, they miss it by a country mile. They stop following up with them. They stop sending them messages. And we know statistics tell us this. When people raise their hand for something, they're going to do something within the next 18 months. And so it's up to you now to be better than your competitors. But here's the good news. Half of the people quit after the first follow-up. So if you just follow up one time, you're better than half of your competitors. Wow. That's crazy statistics. It's wild. Yeah. So in that aspect, right? So just taking just what we've talked about right now, like these are game changer ideas, by the way, where most people will fail. Some people can do this. You can do it on your own. You gave, you just gave away the recipe, right? Challenge is most people like me, I'll raise my hand. <laughs> Corey has great intentions and I'm still off the wagon a little bit. Anthony's like, Corey, if you don't get this to me by Friday, you know, so Corey's his own worst enemy, right? And I know there's millions of people like me out there. So that's where Anthony steps in and says, let me help you, right? Because it's in the minutiae that a lot of times we get stuck. And so there's ways that his company helps to open that up as well. Right people, by the way. Anthony is not one of those guys that just takes anybody that calls, right? It's really, it's for the right people. And you'll learn as you go, as you start doing your journey. When you find good people, good people are not cheap. And good people want to work with people that get it, know it, and have the capacity to do it, right? So that's where you've got to be to work with Anthony, in my opinion, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's lots of times where I'm very honest with people. And I'm just telling them, look, right now, it's just, you're probably a little too early in the game. And that's okay, because it's inevitable. If you start growing a business and you're doing things the right way, you're going to get to a point where you cannot do everything yourself anymore. And if you don't create that leverage, you're going to run yourself into the ground, right? And that's when a lot of people reach out and they're like, hey, you know what? I just can't handle it all. I need to take this piece off what I'm doing. And can you help manage it? You guys do that in a lot of other things too, by the way. So if you're in the events, most of us, you'll start to learn how to teach what you know, right? Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. You have a piece of your business? Yeah. And these are just the pieces I know. So This is your show. <laughs> so what they also do really well 
is for us that are in the info space, if you're selling a how-to program or this and that, there's always a certain percentage of leads that are lost that had interest, but for some reason didn't convert. That's another piece that you guys have done really, really well on. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do is work with the right people. And there has to be certain criteria in place, right, to do this. But this is an opportunity where we go in and we work with folks that, like you said, they've got this lead flow coming in. And these leads have been through the entire sales acquisition process. And usually they have a killer sales team. And even the best sales team, they can't close 100%. So there's always some percentage of those people left over. And so what we'll do is go in behind the sales team and we will close a certain percentage of those folks that are just kind of hanging out in the store, not doing anything. They're not checking out. They said no to the offer, but they've been paid for, right? They're just sitting there. Yep. Again, for those of you that are listening right now that are running uh, coaching programs, things where you're doing high-end ticket, that's where someone like Anthony's team, again, can add a lot of value. So my goal is not just to exclusively pitch them, but I'm just saying... This is how this business works. Good people are hard to find. It's just facts, right? And so I invited Anthony on the show because, A, I was getting what he said I was going to get, I got. And everything that he said he was going to do, he did. And so I find that very refreshing and it's very rare, by the way, right? So when you find that, if I give more exposure and more publicity, most of you guys will probably not be the right fit, but some of you guys will be. And so that's the whole point is you bring the right people and can level up your game, right? And most of us need to level up our game. It is. And I always say the same thing. You find good people, you do what you can to hold on to them and you collaborate with them. You figure out other ways because it's refreshing to have those kind of people in your life. Yeah. People that make things happen is a lot of fun. And there's detractors and people that add value and those people that add value, so much more fun to work with, right? And really just pluses the game. Absolutely. Well, listen, Anthony, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on this show. Before we wrap it up, how do people find you? Where would they reach out and find you guys? Yeah, they can go to clientelevator.com. It's going to be a basic website. You can reach out to me there. Or what I could do, Corey, is if they want like a guide that they could take download to help them to dress up their LinkedIn profile, if they want to text the word guide, G-U-I-D-E, to 512-812-7755. That's five. One two eight one two seven seven five five. Just text the word guide. I'll shoot them over a downloadable PDF. They can use it to go in and dress up their profile and learn a lot more about that. Love it, love it, love it. Great guys, listen, we'll have that in the show notes as well. If you're listening to this right now on the road or whatever, pull over when you get time, look at your podcast, look at the show notes. It'll be right there for you guys. So Anthony, again, thanks a lot for your time. Any good books that you've been reading lately that you want to share with the audience? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I'll tell you what, behind me, there's this quote. It's from Theodore Roosevelt. It's uh, the man in the arena. Everybody should look that up if you're not familiar with it. The reason why it's hanging on my walls is because it's one of my absolute favorites. And my wife had that frame for me as a Christmas gift. But I learned of it from this book. The author is Brene Brown. And she has got a book. It's called Daring Greatly. And Daring Greatly is all about the power that you can extract from learning how to appreciate vulnerability. So Coming from a man's viewpoint, it's been very hard for me my whole life to accept that because we're taught we got to be strong. We can never cry. Today, I was crying because my son entered middle school and he gets on the bus and I'm going, oh my gosh, he's growing up so fast. But I've learned that those moments, you can draw so much power and strength 
from them. And that book is a game changer. So I would say if you don't have that book, or if you're into audiobooks like I am, pick up the audio version, but it's called Daring Greatly. Beautiful. I'm actually going to pull that one out. That sounds like a great read. I've been needing something to inspire me, give me a new little vigor. So I like types of books just like that. So super excited. And then for anybody that's new to the game or just kind of new in entrepreneurship, what advice would you give them? The best thing that I feel anybody can do, and sometimes it's a stretch. It was a stretch for me in the beginning. Align yourself with people that have or have accomplished what you want to accomplish and do it as fast as you can. Because if you do, you are going to save yourself a lot of time, headache, frustration, energy, and a lot of money down the road. So, I mean, there's been times, Corey, my life where I had to like really reach to invest to be a part of a group, but I did it because I just knew I had something in my gut that told me, I just knew if I could get around those people, that things could change. And thank goodness that the great I am above put that on my heart to take action on it. And I did, and it's changed my life. Yeah, beautiful. Anthony just said it, guys. This It's really about having life changing for you, right? It's about a belief. It's about an idea. It's about going towards something that may not seem possible, but you're going to go anyways. And as you start to go on that journey, you start getting a little more confidence. You start thinking, I can. I love the quote from Iron Mike Tyson where he's talking about he's in the training room before he goes for a big fight and he's afraid. He's scared as hell. He's been thinking about the whole time how you were going to beat him. And he starts lacing up. He's starting to feel more confident. And then he's, he's walking down in the ring. He's like, I'm getting more confident. And then he says, I step into the ring and goes, I'm a god, right? And it's like that switch that happens as you progress through all the trials and tribulations. It becomes a cloak of just things that will just get you through it. Once you know you're not afraid anymore, then you can go out and champion your cause, guys. Success happens with belief. Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible. Mm-hmm.